If it's still called a tree, right? So that's what I was. Uh, so I was kind of wondering when. Well, I guess in English, once it's it's chopped, it's no longer a tree. Once it's or do Apollonia, Apollonia tree is the new up and coming tree for pulpwood, and the reason they like it is they just cut it off at the root system, uh-huh. and it grows back suckers, and they they can reuse it. They could. So there is yeah. such a tree or such mm. a right. So I was wondering if this also did it. it, it is he just moving the the wood to his na- to his yard, or is he actually replanting it? It wasn't so clear from the Gemara, but you're correct. Oh, that you had the pshat correct. As long as it's still called that, even though... In other words, we need two things, really. We're just reviewing something that we had from yesterday. Um, it, the robber acquires something when it has a shinoi, when he alters it. But we said it also has to be a shinoi, meaning it, he does something to it, Plus the name changes, but if he did something to it, like we had, like it was in big pieces, and he made it small pieces. But as long as they're still called tree pieces or whatever they're called, it, it hasn't fully changed, and then it's not considered his. And if he does too, he gives back the the. But if he, like for example, if he he trims off the bark and he trims it into a cut piece of wood, then already it's already it has, it has a different name, and so that was part of yesterday's discussion, and so I, I, I was just raising that issue. We are now at the top of Sadi Vav, uh, Sadi Zion Amad Aleph, and uh, we're on a uh, discussion about servants. And uh, the reason, that, the question is, somebody steals somebody's slave. Uh, has to do with the Parsha, too. They steal somebody's servant, and then they give him back after they've used him, <laughs> Okay. So the question was, well, what about if they give him back as an old man? They steal him as a young person, and they give him back as an old man. So we had Ramir's opinion that there's a unique status of slaves, that they're like land. They're, um, and just like land, you give back, even after many years, it's still, you, you don't return the money. You could, it can't really be stolen. It's, it's like slaves also have this status, that they're like land. That's the way Ramir said uh, the concept. It could be in a few ways that uh, land is a unique thing. You don't replace it with money. It's, it's your land. The same thing with the slave. It's, it's, uh, it's not just having labor. It's this particular slave was trained to do this particular job. He's your slave. You have a relationship with him. And so even after many years, even though you, he was young and now he's old, he has to give the slave back. Uh, just like you'd have to give land back. It technically hasn't changed. Again, there's different reasons why that would be. Not everybody agreed to it, but that's what Rav Meir said, that a slave has a din like land. He learned it out from a Pasuk. So then the Gemara has the question, Did Rav say that a servant is like land? Let's say you uh, help yourself to somebody else's servant. You need a hand. And so somebody else's servant was there, and you, uh, it must be you expropriate him, or you, uh, you uh, hey, hey, boy, come here, give me a hand. You know? And so you force him to do work for you. Now, the question is, you've stolen him. Uh, so shouldn't you pay the owner the wages? So Rav taught, Potter, you don't have to pay the wages. Um, because um, the e silk and if you want to say abdekemekarka dummy, 
that a servant is like somebody's land, a my putter. Why would you be exempt? He belongs to his owner wherever he is. So even at the time you used him, you were stealing from the owner. If you got labor out of this servant that belonged to someone else, you should have to pay the owner. And Rav said you don't. So why would that be if Rav, if you learn it's a movable object, so you, you took it, you give it back, and uh, you don't have to, you, you, as long as you give it back in the same condition, you're okay. When you borrow this servant and you give him a job to do, you're giving him back in the same condition. But if you learn that a servant is like land, uh, well, as soon as you borrow him, he still belongs to the master at that moment, and you should have to pay it. So you, you borrowed him when it wasn't work time. In other words, it's not that you took him off the job that he was working for the other guy. You took him on his spare time. So it's no, the reason you don't owe the guy anything is it, it, uh, it wasn't during a time when the owner would miss him at all. Now, how do you know that you don't have to pay the owner for a benefit that you get as long as it didn't take away from his, his uh, work? Like Reb Abba sent the following question. If you decide to spend the, a live in your neighbor's yard without permission, do you got to pay him or do you not got to pay him? You, he didn't, you, he, you didn't get permission for him. You just stayed. You needed a place to stay. You helped yourself. He has the place. You went in and you helped yourself. So he didn't lose anything. Uh, do you have to pay him or not? So, Meshukulo, and you sent back, ain't so, you don't got to pay. So here also, you borrowed his servant, you know, uh, I need help changing a tire, whatever it is, and you borrowed the servant, you gave him back. He didn't lose anything. So this should be the same as borrowing his land without permission. You borrowed his, we're not saying you're supposed to do it. We're just saying, if you did it, you don't owe anything. So this proves, just like if you live in his land without permission, you said you don't got to pay him. Here also, you put his servant to work without permission, you don't got to pay him, even if he asks you to pay him. So the said, how are you talking? There's a, a debate about why you don't got to pay him for the house. Uh, you stayed in his house without permission. So there's a, one opinion is that it's actually to a benefit for a person to have somebody stay in a house. Because um, things tend to break down when nobody stays in the house. And if somebody moves in, they make sure it's working. They make sure everything's in working order. That's one opinion over there. So, Nikolai, so that's why you don't, the, the owner, had he known somebody was there, wouldn't have minded. There's also an idea that there's uh, a demon when a house is empty. So, you can either learn this as a spiritual demon. There's these forces that we uh, out there that destroy things. Or you can learn that whenever they didn't have a name for something, they called it a demon. Meaning that um, when uh, a house is empty, uh, you have trouble. You know, then robbers come, then people see it, then things break down. But let's see, Rashi, what's Shia Yukasashar? Shedu. That's a demon, Vishmo Shea. And the name is, is called Shia. Mechtishar breaks down the gates. Um, I, I found that I have this. I have an attic in my house, and often you bring up stuff to the attic that when you don't need it, instead of throwing it out, maybe you use it someday. 
and it, inevitably you'll go up to the attic and take something down and it's broken and you don't remember it being broken <laughs> how could that be like nothing you, you put it there you know five years ago it was in fine shape and then you come to use it and it it just got, what happened to it so that you know you could say there's a demon you know it's a mazik there's there's destructive forces in the world and either it's a spiritual thing called a demon or it, it's Hashem put things in the world that things break. You know, they're broken. They, they, there's some explanation for why it was broken. You, don't, when you thought it worked. It worked when you put it up there. But somehow you go back to it a few years later. And it's, uh, so, but either way, a person's happy to have somebody there. But who, it doesn't mean he wants his servant worked. Who would want the Nika Shavde? The servant's going to want vacation tomorrow because last night somebody grabbed him and you know, put him to work. So uh, that's our question right now. We just learned, according to Rob, that a servant's like a land. And we know if you live on somebody's land without permission, you don't got to pay him because we said there's a, a concept that uh, it doesn't really harm him and in some ways it benefits him, either it chases away the demons or it keeps everything in good shape. So, but by a servant, if you borrow the servant, that doesn't help the owner at all. In fact, it hurts him. His servant's going to be too tired to work tomorrow. So, so why is it that you don't got to pay him if you borrowed his servant without permission? So, Amri Hakanami, Nikolai Lo Yister Avde. Actually, he is happy that his servant uh, not uh, not get lazy. The servant person wants to have his servant um, uh, wants to have his servant busy. And if the servant isn't busy, he gets lazy and gets out of shape. So Rashi, Shiloh Nister, Shiloh Yilmud, Darke Batala. Shouldn't get used to... Uh, once somebody gets in the habit of not working, it's very difficult to break. And so if that servant was, you know, you, he wasn't working that day because his master didn't have work for him, and you saw him sitting there lazy, and you said, hey, come here, I want you to do my field. <laughs> So the owner doesn't mind. Uh, it doesn't take away from him, and it keeps his servant in good shape. In the house of Rabbi Yosef Bar they used to grab servants of people, the Masik Bezuzi, that owed them money. Put them to work. So Omerle Rabba Bere, his son Rabba, said to him, My time of Marhaki, how could you do that? Um, meaning the. Uh, we're concerned that it looks like interest. If somebody owes you money and you put his uh, work, his servants to work, and especially um, you didn't ask permission. Uh, so uh, how could you do that? So Omar late. Uh, so he said, the Omar Rav Nachman, Abdenom Krista Lo Shavi. Rav Nachman taught a servant isn't worth the money. He eats, he eats more than he's worth. Abdenom Krista Lo Shavi. What you got to put in his belly ain't worth it. Um, Sometimes it's like we spin our wheels, you know. It costs us more to pay the workers than the job. It's the, that's the nature of it. So if I put the worker and I fed him, so you should be, it's not a loss. Maybe he was talking about his good-for-nothing servant, Doru of the Maraki Bekubi. His servant used to like to dance in the, uh, in the taverns. Um, so that kind of servant isn't worth the money. You know, it's a... Uh, it's a Certain people are, there's hardworking people, and then there's people that of leisure, that are just waiting to dance. So, he says, well, all servants will do that. They, none of them really want to work. So, we say a person wants his servant to work. I want to keep him in good shape. 
That's only if you don't owe him money, you could borrow him. But Mara, the Kivan, the Masik Bezuse, since this guy owes you money, Maxic Karibis, if you're going to put his servants to work and not pay them, so you're arguing that's really, you know, you're feeding them and you don't really make much money and this and that, but it looks like interest. To Omer Yosef, Yumi, Omer Nachman, Afapish, Omer Hadar, because of the Vishal, even the view that you can borrow a person's house without paying him. Yeah, not that you should, but if you did, you don't got to pay. Halveu, but if you loaned him money, and then you stayed in his house, because it looks like interest. So, you got me. I guess you're right. I shouldn't do that if I... Um, so, again, the, whenever... It's interesting. When someone owes you money, you have to be careful not to take favors from them because it, it, it has this concept of looking like interest. You're taking the liberties of doing it. You know, maybe someone else, he would come out with a shotgun. Yeah, I'm not letting you borrow my servant, but he can't say anything to you because you owe him money. So in a certain form, that, that looks like interest, and therefore he accepted that concept, even though there's a concept that you don't have to pay for a benefit that's of no harm. Uh, but if, you, uh, if it looks like interest, then it creates a problem. So yeah, I believe you'd be correct. In other words, what happens? A guy owes you person $100, and the slave works $10 a day, so you could put his slave to work. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about where you don't, you don't deduct anything for the slave, and you're it's still collecting the money. Yeah. It's a favor. Oh, still collecting the money. That's right. correct. Yeah, that's the okay. case. Quick look at Tosis, just because it's interesting okay. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing that wasn't mentioned is there's the principle of Zen Lenenevis. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So that really seems to apply in this case, especially when you mentioned the one about the squatter and the property. Correct, correct. So the problem with interest, though, is it, it could be that he's really, you're not benefiting, the other guy isn't losing anything, but it looks like interest. It's Mexicaribus. So uh, that's something, but let's, let's take a look at this Tosus. It's a perfect isn't segue. That, isn't that called Avagribus? Perfect segue for Tosus. Let's take a second Tosus in the top. Haveo Badar Kulu Sugi um, th this is opening a discussion about interest. What is interest? What does it look like? He says, our Gemara is going like the first lush in, in Ezenashik, which is Bamitzia. He says, Sarukhian, I'm not sure. How could the borrower be permitted to do any favor for the lender? What about if he would have done it had he not loaned him the money? What about if he does something that people don't usually charge for? Uh, according to this, Yehiyasur should be forbidden. Similar to our case, where this is the yard where people don't mind, people don't pay people to stay in their yard. Certainly things people don't usually um, uh, loan out uh, with, with charge, ki go in the hasho susu, sheyaser, can he borrow your horse, kok, uh, who kok kach ovo, shubalava, ki have mashila. What if you would have loaned him your horse anyways? Ken yosem, it'll loan, yeshle zar, lo loive, shalom, 
like you end up treating the guy who loans you money worse than the guy who didn't loan you money because if you loan money, that's it. I can't do. I can't treat you like a friend anymore. But we are going to tease you, and we're not going. Well, let's do the answer a little bit. Only big public things. To live in his house, to borrow his slave. That looks like you're collecting something for the loan. But if you do something quietly, he does for everybody, then maybe you could get away with it. That, that's the Tosis wants to. But it, it's a big subject. Um, uh, over there, it talks about like going out of your way to greet him. You know, it's a big, big subject. Uh, um, uh, some, it goes so far as if somebody does, uh, if you say thank you for him loaning money, that that could be that, you know, interest is a big subject. What, at what point it has to be avoided, but we touched on it over here. That's so if you want to follow up, the Tosos really did. So I think that's what was bothering you a little bit, Richard, is when, you know, why are we so strict or how, what are the parameters? But it, it's going like one opinion and, and there are different parameters there. What's bothering me is I don't like this self-help aspect that you can, well, let's say he's not milking his cow right now. I can use a little milk, so let me go milk his cow and he won't mind. Right. So There's he, no loss to him. Right. <laughs> There's no loss to him. Right. And, and the cow needs to be milked. And the cow needs to be milked. Right. So the question here, I guess, really is how you interpret the, does it mean if you did it, you don't got to pay? but really you can't do it? Or is it giving you carte blanche to go and take things that the owner doesn't mind? That's what you're asking. And that, I'm not fully answering it. It, it. Probably there's somewhere in between. There are probably certain things that since nobody minds, you're welcome to do. And then there are other things that you really should have asked. And the only question is, once you didn't, whether you have to pay. Um, similar, similar, similar to like, if you have a grafted tree and it's been planted, blah, 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 you can still take the fruit from that. Right, once it was done. Right, right, right. right. Kind of like... Sometimes there are people that don't ask. You know, they <laughs> didn't ask. So you're going to charge him? If you asked me, I would have said no, but you did it already. There's a, that's, it could be that's like that. Okay, uh, back to the Gemara. Itmar, we learned. So uh, we're talking here about people that grab other people's things. You borrow a guy's boat. You're at the pier. And the guy's got his boat sitting there. He's your buddy. You know, listen, we're all brothers. Of course he wants to let me use his boat. And you use his boat. You can either charge him a wage, or you can charge him. He used, uh, there's wear and tear. You can only charge him if there was wear and tear. But you can't charge him a rental fee. So that sounds like they argued. It depends. If there usually is a rental fee and he rents his boat and you helped yourself to his boat, he usually gets a rental fee. But if there is no, not typically a rental fee, that's not the business that he's in, so then you wouldn't have. So the debate is, if, if the owner had rented before this item and you took it without permission, so you'd have to pay the normal rental fee. But if he didn't typically rent it, so then he didn't lose a rental fee because he doesn't, it's not set up for rental. Or he by say, Maha, really, both cases is Davidil Igra, people typically rent it. One case was you borrowed it and you plan on paying him for it. Um, we are very used to getting permission, but um, there are, in, in a totally honest society, People borrow things, and yeah, I'll pay them the fee. Like, you know, that's, it's like there are places that go on trust. 
you know, if, if my neighbor wants to borrow it, of course he'll he'll borrow it and he'll put the money in the put. You know, he'll put, he'll pay me for the use of my. It's it's like understood. So you know, it's it's a rental where you if you rent it, then you pay for it. So he understood if you take my boat, you'll pay. Everybody knows that you, there's a certain wear and tear. If you borrow my boat for a day, then you'll you'll pay me back. How the knuckles like that? On the other hand, if he meant to take it without permission, that's a whole different story. In other words, one in one case, the uh, the person who borrowed it planned on paying. In the other case, um, he didn't. Um, why is that? Let's see the Rashi here. Nachas leadaited igra, right in the middle of the page. Nachas leadaited igra, the person borrowed the boat and planned to pay him. So if you want, you can eat, he can just pay what the, the usually charge for that. What happens if this particular time there was more wear and tear? Then he would take the wear and tear. Because he didn't ask permission. But what happens if he didn't plan on paying? Even if the rental costs more than the uh, devaluation. He only gives the devaluation. You pay... Uh, the value when you took it. it. It's it seems to be a question whether he took a voluntary rental or not. Seems to be the the issue. It's depending on the case. Okay, back to the gemara. Um, now this is where we're opening up the new sugya here. Coins. All the coin collectors. I don't know if we have anybody here who's into coins. So what happens if somebody steals a coin, the nistak, and uh, the coin uh, gets a crack in it? It gets, uh, they, they, there was a difference between coins in pristine condition that they would take. And once coins start to get um, used, not everybody, I had that once where I, I um, had some old coins and I wanted to, to get money for them. And so they, some places, they, they look at how worn out it is. If it's, very, if it's in very good mint, what they call mint, I guess how it's minted, mint condition gets the best but if it's, or even the originals that were never even circulated. But if it's really worn down a lot, it's not worth as much to the collectors. Cause it's, uh, so you borrowed the coin and you wore it down. So Amravuna, Nistak, Nistak, Mamish. That means really worn down. Nifsel, the word Nifsel, you borrow the coin, and then what happened was, Psul Malchus, the government stopped accepting it. They changed the coinage. So nothing happened to the coin, but it no longer has its value. So Rabbi Yudah says, Psul Malchus Nami Hainanistach. He says, if the government don't take it anymore, it's like worn down. What does it mean, This country no longer accepts it, but you don't go to Medina Acheres, but it's accepted somewhere else. One of the big things about uh, the EU, the European Union, was that there's, I don't know how many countries, 22 or 16, or the, each country used to have a currency. And it was this whole big thing to like change from one currency to another to another. And, and it was like a whole, so that one of the goals was if they all used the same, you know, currency and the same, you know, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't think so. I, I don't know whether it worked or didn't. I think, I, think, I think it was useful to them in certain ways. But in the old days, every single place had a different currency. And some places, should I take it? Should I, well, I'm at war with him. I'm not taking his currency. So, that you say the government says it's no good. 
But the similar case was fruit that got rotten and yayin and wine that got sour to keep hustle malchus dummy that's no good. Over there, you have to pay right away. And here we're saying you don't have to, you can give it back. Over there, when you stole it, it changed. It smells differently now. Over here, the coin really didn't change. That's the reason you can give it back. You're saying that the government doesn't accept it. That's the same as being worn down. What about the case where there's truma and it became tame? To keep so malchus, that's like it's no good. It can't be used. And But there we said you can give the truma back, even though the dead creepy touch are here. You can have it back. That's invisible damage. The Over here, if it's cracked or something, um, uh, the, it's kind of clear that it's no good. It mar. We learned the mawas kavera matbeya. You loan somebody money on a coin as collateral. And if so, matbeya. And now the coin's not good. Rav says no slomabeya. You got to give him a new coin. That's acceptable. Um, you can't pay him with that old coin. The old currency is no good. As we turn the page, Shmuel says yocholomerlo lech hoti b'misha. You could say to him. So what? This country doesn't accept it. Go and go and use it in in Mishan. Mishan's the name of another state. This works as long as there you could go to Mishan. In other words, if my bank stopped accepting it, you could say, well, the bank and you can go to the large branch and they'll take it. So then it's still considered reasonable to uh, uh, that his payment because it's not that it's no good. This particular place or city. Stop accepting it, but Mishan, you can get it. So he's saying that makes sense if you could get to Mishan. But if you can't get to Mishan, so what good does it do you that they give you something for it over there? So what, there's a concept of Meiser Sheni, that you, uh, can t- uh, you have a crop that's holy that has to be brought up to Yerushalayim. And you don't want to bring it right now. You want to wait till the end of the harvest season so you can deconsecrate the Meiser Sheni onto money. So you can take the Kedusha of the Meiser Sheni, put it on the money, bring the money up to Yushalayim, and spend it there. So you can't do that if it's with money, She'enu Yotzos, that's no longer being spent. Kate said, Hayalo Mos Kosvios. Let's say you had uh, money, Kosvos Yushalmios. It's the old Jerusalem currency. So there's a debate here what this means. Um, uh, the... Um, Riv uh, Bar Chachba, he one of his names was Bar Kuziva. Some people called him the the false one, the false Messiah. So it could be he he minted coins. We have them, by the way. You can go see them. Bar Bar Chachba's. Uh, in other words, part of the rebellion was to show that we're uh, we're no longer worshiping the Romans, and so he minted a Jewish coin. It's got a menorah on it, and people have it. It's uh, it's out there. So. Um, I think it wasn't a full mint. I think he pressed it over the other coins. Sometimes you, have to, you can make a coin from scratch, and sometimes you can put an imprint on an existing coin. So I think the Bar Chachba, but his is the famous one, like you see that in all the museums and all the... Uh, so, uh, but that was called Mos Kuzivos. Other people say, let's look at Rashi. Rashi says, Kuzivos, Matbeya Shel Ben Kuziva. That's the first one. The coin of Bar Chachba. Or it means a different king 
the Kuzbios, Yushalmi Slona. It could be there's a place called Kasiv. There was a place like that. So the question here, does it mean like the rejected coins of Bar Kuziva, or does it mean coins from the city of Kuziv? Or it's an old-fashioned king that's no longer there. You can't use. But if it's a later king uh, coin, you could use. So that's what our question is. When is it you can use a coin that has less acceptance or is not accepted here, and when is it you can't? What's our case? Where the uh, governments allow you to have the currencies of other governments. When Shmuel said you can't do it, so sometimes what would happen was it would be a crime to have foreign currency, which was real common in Europe. They love to get people on that. Uh, they want This way they can make people pay taxes if you can only use your currency. Whereas if you have foreign currency, you could skirt around certain taxes and other things. Um, and uh, this was... Um, uh, the Russians used to use this... Um, you, you had people that collected money for uh, Eretz Yisrael and the Pushkas, and sometimes somebody would you know, use a foreign currency, and then they would, be, they would uh, use that as an excuse to lock up the Rav or whatever, the, they accuse them of currency. Uh, uh, but some countries mind. I mean, I mean, think about it for a second. The currency says that this king is the greatest. So in your country, your king is the greatest. You don't carry a currency that says the other king is the greatest. It's funny now because in America we put all kinds of people on the currency. They're, they're, you know, you not wouldn't so want great. not so right, great. That's right. exactly right. But in the old days, it was like a real honor. You know, George Washington or Lincoln or whatever was supposed to be like a hush of a thing. But if the government's mind don't bring that currency in my country, the Morris says, well, then how would you ever? How would you be able to use it? So Morris said, you know, you can always talk to the mafia. They'll tell you how to how to hide the currency. Um, the more said, the Lobakashi, they don't necessarily make sure you don't have it, but if they find it, me mashki kapit. There's two different kinds. Sometimes they would say that you're not, uh, uh, if they find it, they confiscate it. If they don't find it, they don't go looking for it. So Tashma, come in here. So there's different levels of having a currency be rejected, is, is what we're saying here. And that's what the, the debate is, if you loan money or you stole money and then the currency got rejected. So we're saying, really, how rejected is it? Uh, and so does it mean that it's illegal to have it? Or, and even being illegal, does it mean they go look for it and take it away? Or does it mean if they find it, they just won't let you keep it? So Tashma, come in here. You can't do Meister Shani with the money here um, if you're in Bavl. Or Shal Bavl Vehem Khan. Um, it's got to be in the same country that you're in. Show bubble, the hain bubble, but if you're in bubble and it's Babylonian money, then you could. You can't use the currency of wherever you are and the fruits in bubble. Even though you plan on bringing it there. So, how come I ski? The Gemara says it's not a difficulty. Maybe we're talking about where it's illegal. You're not allowed to transfer currency. So the Morris said, well, if that's the case, if you, at any rate, it, what good would it do you to have Babylonian money and consecrate in Bavel if it's illegal to bring the money up to Yushalayim? So the Morris said, because you could buy an animal and then bring the animal up to Yushalayim. In other words, you could consecrate all your Meister Shani money, uh, all your Meister Shani in, ba- in Bavel, on Bavel money, 
and then use the money to buy an animal to transport up to Yushalayim. Vatanya, uh, didn't we learn that um, they instituted the um, uh, currency in Yerushalayim for this reason? It really depends. What kind of money did they allow for my Sushani? It depends. Uh-huh. We have there are Kamars that talk about uh, that at the base of Mikdash there were people who did money exchanges. And when you go to Yerushalayim on these tours, they show you areas where the money changes were. Right. And so they, 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 people came from all over the world and they brought their monies and they exchanged them. So, so what, what's the question? I wonder if it means if you have to exchange it for, for you know, Jewish money, so to speak, or, or, or when you get there. What? Exchange it for local currency. Well, that's what they did. Um, so I guess the question is, if, if right here for Meister Shani, if you're allowed to do for Meister Shani, you're at, really for Corbonos is where they had money changers. When a person would go up to buy Corbonos, there's no price. Originally, like when they start out in Bubba with the foreign currency. Correct. To, That's to right. The transaction on that Babylonian money to bring it there. To correct. Correct. The right. On there, then you'd have to transfer it from the Kedusha from one coin to the next coin. That's the question. How did it work? Like, or could you just use that currency or not? So, so Omar of Zeir Lokashi says it depends. When we're the boss, then we used our currency. Uh, when they're the boss, then uh, we had to accept their currencies. What's a Jewish currency? So they, they actually had a Jewish currency. It had David Amelech and Shlomo Amelech on one side. They were our, 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 our kings at a time of unity and greatness. Uh, and Yerushalayim, that's on the other side. That's fascinating. He said Avram Avinu. Um, we, we've known this, that Midrashim talk about Avram Avinu was like a king. He, he had a huge following. He was Ava Mongoy. He was the father of the nations. So he had a currency. I wish we could find those coins, the Avravina coins. So he had an old man and an old woman on one side because he, he and Sarah were pretty old when they gave birth, and it was a miracle. Rashi, Zokim, Vizekina, Avram, and they both, it's like what they, each one said the other one was old, and Hashem said, uh, uh, your, your husband says he's old, or her, she's old, so they were old man and old woman. Ubachar, Basula, and a young man and a young woman. Who is the young man? Rashi says that's Yitzchak and Rivka uh, on the other side. Um, let's see, have a look at Tosus about the Avram Avinu coin. Uh, bottom Tosus. Avram Avinu was given a bracha that uh, right now he's a wanderer, but I'll make you famous. Your minutin, your, your fame will go out to the whole world. What is Minutin? You'll have you'll even be printing currency. So this makes it sound like it had Avravinu's picture on the coin. So Tosus says, I can't believe that. Can't be they had pictures because I thought you can't we don't make human pictures. I thought we don't do that. Now you can have a picture, but you don't do a, a carving. A coin is carved, a graven image. So Tosus is asking, how could the Gemara say it had a graven image of Avram and Sarah? 
So again, if we found the coin, we can answer it if it did or didn't. But Tosas wants to say, They had it written on one side, That's the way Rashi says, He says that it was written there. So does that mean, I thought we thought they had a picture of Yushalayim. Did they write Yushalayim? So I guess he's questioning, did Jews do carvings on coins? Or did they just do writing? Is there a... But, uh, image versus, that be, that be versus word? Yeah, but what about Barchokma's coin? Uh, what about a stamp? Huh? Right, right. So I, coins, like Rebbe was or, yeah. I mean, they had images in addition to I don't know. I, I have to look into it. But Amtosus here has a problem with it. an image of a person. Usually when it's only like a head... I would have thought it's not like a whole, you're not supposed to make like a whole body, but you can do, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Matosis raises the issue of, car, of graven images. Uh, um, the truth is, I, I know that we're, we, we're not believers in making a bust. At one time, that was popular to make like a bust of, uh, of a head. That would, you know, it's not supposed to do that so much. Uh, uh, but that's the discussion. Okay, back to the Gemara. So, um, he said to them, I'm sorry, final question of the day. What happens if you loan a person a coin and they add on it? The, um, the government um, the government uh, um, makes that coin bigger. Or makes that currency bigger. So, um, so do you now, in other words, you borrowed a dollar, and now a dollar weighs more. The official currency that they use, they increased. So, Amalei, no, you have to give them the current currency, even if it's bigger. Even if it's as big as a nafia. I think it was a nafia, was like a fan, even, or a, a sieve. Amalei, he says, yeah, listen. You borrowed a, hundred, a dollar. If a dollar, they made it bigger, you got to pay the dollar. Even if it's as big as a tarcha, Rashi says it's a big coin. But um, it, it comes out, I'm losing money if I got to pay him so much and uh, the, the value of fruits would go less. So, we'll, we'll come back to this tomorrow, Mertzeshem. Uh, again, I told you there's a, a chance I won't be here, but we'll see. But uh, um, the the issue is, do, if they change the actual weight of the currency, do you have to pay the new currency or not, if you borrowed on that? Okay, we will stop here. Have a great day, everyone.